Kane is there, and so is Wanyama! A home debut goal. That's a good one. Okay. He's on the box. We have a run! Goal! Musa Bolo! Scorpions. It's an empty stadium, but the roofs of the Independence Stadium are coming down. I can feel. I use ball again. It's really, really, it's absolutely brilliant. And Kunis takes advantage. St. George. Now Heidemann. Cuts it in. Adriana Leon. What a hit! What a great goal! Canada take the lead. And it's Adriana Leon with a rocket into the top corner. Larin gathering it in. Does Canada look to find some early momentum? Well, Davies arriving! So a Kenyan, a Gambian, and a Canadian Ghanaian walk into a... No, it's, this isn't a joke, guys. This is literally the intro. Um, <laughs> yo, so back and joyous, man. We talk a lot of football. We got our takes. Uh, we support different clubs everywhere. And honestly, it's all about African and Canadian football overall. So enjoy the conversation. We'll bring on guests. We'll have different conversations. But it's really just about where the sport is and where it could go. So sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Gap. Damn. Pretty much. So what have you been covering? Yeah. Um, between then, we've had a lot of uh, Canadian football news happening. Okay. Half the Federation's leadership is gone. Um, we've had some friendlies. We've talked post uh, Nations League stuff with them. U17s for the men's. And that's pretty much what I've been covering. And then on the YouTube channel, just been doing some shorts with uh, Ghana, doing some shorts with just African football overall. Those have been doing pretty all right. So like that's what I've been covering since then. But the last conversation we would have had was right when Man U was going for sale. And it is still not resolved. Someone <laughs> buy the club, please. I just I need this to end. Okay. I, I, I think I think it's I think we just have to accept the fact that Manu is probably not not going to be sold. Uh, I've like with with gooser teeth, I have slowly come to accept that the Glazers were probably assuming that they were going to get six. I actually think the Glazers wanted a higher valuation of the club so that they can borrow more. And then when they borrow it, they can validate, I, we want a lower interest rate. Because my, my assumption is this, Manu are struggling. If Manu did not yeah. get, oh, sorry, let me start from somewhere. One, Manu are flat broke. I think there's a 300 yes. million or was it 200 million uh, from player purchases 
that they need to play purchases and uh, contracts that they need to yeah. pay. This is not including any of the money that they owe in terms of trying to buy the club. That's the first part. So I think this season, if you remember, we started the season very poorly, as many people would remember. When I said, I literally still yes. backed us to be top four. Yes, and I actually thought we were going to finish second, which was clearly crazy. But mm-hmm. here we are, possibly going to finish top third. We are, I think we're going to finish third. We have one game in hand. It's against Brighton. Banana skin, I get it. I still think we have the minerals <laughs> to beat probably the best coach in the league right now. Because Pep has stolen his style, the Zerbi style from Brighton. He has copied yep. his style. That's why Man City are now so scary to play against. Either way. So I think their aim was at the beginning of the season, Super League looks dead. Right, European Super League looks mm-hmm. dead. Um, Man U yeah. doesn't look like it's going to finish top four. We have a shit ton of money we need to pay off. And then they heard Liverpool are going on sale. And they went, why don't we sell United? But I think yeah. they realize we've already opened up um, basically class A shares with no voting mm-hmm. rights. That's what's being sold in the stock exchange. But how about if we just sell a minority stake with voting rights? But it's going to be a minority. It doesn't impact us. But if the value of the club is like super low, two to three billion, they're not going. There's no value for them. That's what I think they've done. Yeah. And it's so scary that Glazers might stay. After probably selling, or there apparently there are bids out there that they don't even want the club. They're just giving them a nice rate for borrowing. But it, it, to me, Ugh. this doesn't make sense. These American owners are thinking this is similar to how American teams borrow money. Sorry, American teams don't even borrow money. The governments of their states are the ones who build the stadiums for them. Yes. So, if you're going to rebuild the Old Trafford, Old Trafford is going to cost you two bill. It's two billion dollars to rebuild. Not even hesitating. Yeah. Yeah, it's two billion, and then that's two billion worth of that. At the same time, you need to give Eric Ten Hag two hundred and fifty million in the next transfer window to compete, because next season. You'll have... So, think of the top four as is. Man City, Arsenal. Yeah. I think those two are guaranteed top two. No, so not top two. Guaranteed yeah. top four. Man City being the best team. Newcastle are, yeah. I think, ahead of the game. But now that they have Champions League with them, what what do you think Newcastle is going to do? They're going to go in and buy better yeah, players. Them. They're going to spend a lot of money that they already have. Then, Liverpool have slowly started building back to where they were it took them a long time and obviously once most of their injured players came back we are seeing the old Liverpool back so next season mind you if they do not spend 
are out of top four. If we do not get a better midfield, if we do not get a better striker, if we do not get a... You know what? It's clear that the right winger that no one wants to talk about is probably going to come back. He will. I think Manu's going to look at Greenwood and go, I know you did some reprehensible stuff, but You're we need a right wing. Buying someone. Yeah, yeah, we can't keep buying right wingers when we have one who actually knows how to play football. So, yep. dude, we can't... Uh, it sucks. We're not being sold. I understand. I, I'm waiting for Monday to see what new news they come up with. But mm. I, I would be very shocked if Manu is sold. Like, I would be very, very shocked. I've come to accept that we're going to be with these guys for the foreseeable future. Which probably, unfortunately, like you described, is the situation because at this point you're just trying to figure out what your value is, and if no one's going to meet that number, I don't think. No but that's my point. Able... I don't think they they want yeah. to sell because for them, Manu has they have here's a stat. Apparently, Manchester United owners have withdrawn a billion dollars in dividends and interest payments in the same year. In the same sorry, in the same duration that Man City have invested two billion dollars, oh sorry, two billion pounds into the club. So you cannot compete. It's not that Manu doesn't have the money. Th- these glazers know Manu has the money. The problem is yeah. Manu just they don't have the money to invest in a broken stadium. There are videos mm. of people in the toilets. And there's literally leaking water in the toilets. (laughs) Dude, Ronaldo said the one thing that I think Ronaldo, let's be honest, low-key, Ronaldo leaving, probably impacted a lot of money for the Glazers. Because they were probably getting so much in all the sponsorship deals, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So when he comes out and says, dude, how is it that when I left this club, so many years ago, they still have the same freaking facilities. That was the biggest burn of all time. He's like, bro, I've been out of this club for 15 years. How is it How is it not updated? Facts. Yeah. So I'm grateful for him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we've, we, we're, we're, we're not being sold. But, um, Ten Hag, hey, if he, if, if, there is that slim of, poss- of possibility that we are with Ten Hag and we he gets the backing. Mm-hmm. We'll finish second, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if you get the backing. If he gets the, if backing. Get the backing. Even yeah. if we get Kane, That's I don't true. think we finish top two. I think we need a better midfield. Yeah. It's a long conversation. No, I think that that's the appropriate one. You mentioned Kane. I almost want to have a conversation on Kane watch maybe I mean Kane watches that and like I'm not I'm not not intrigued by it but at the same time it, it's Harry Kane like I, I understand what he brings to the pitch mm. and he's a nice consolation prize if you're trying to buy awesome men or maybe if you want to put him in the same category wait you think wait, 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 wait. David do you think that do you think Kane are you comparing King to Osman? 
Because I'll be honest with you, I'm I'm a big fan of Osman. I don't think Osman is anywhere near Kane. I, I like I genuinely don't, I don't even think, think they're on the same level. Him. Yeah. So for me, but I think, yeah, fair. Like in my, this is my really mean situation. I think mm-hmm. if I had the money, I would buy them both. Of and course. specifically for Osman to learn from Kane. Nothing mm. like nothing else. You know the kind of like the Ihe Nacho yeah. and Vardy thing, where Ihe Nacho started yes. becoming better over time because he had to elevate his game, and yeah. eventually that did kind of bite him in the bum because Ihe Nacho is kind of garbage now. But that's how you have True. to kind of play it. I I, I don't think. Osimhen will not leave Napoli. Napoli are so bad at arguing prices. They wanted Koulibaly to be sold for 100 million when he was 30. He was 30 and they're holding on 400 mil. Well, the, now, the Italian clubs are what? They're trying to fix all their uh, financial woes with one move. So, no, But that's a stupid thing. Is In my opinion... I hey, Ossi- I think Osimhen is a hundred million, minimum. Mm-hmm. Just because of yeah. what Chelsea have done, he's worth a hundred mil. But he's only done it one season. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He has. He looks like the real right. deal. Don't get me wrong. But Homie has only done it one season. Am I going to put all my everything in one basket and just go? Okay, here's a hundred yeah. mil on an injury prone, uh, sorry, injury prone player, mind you. It's ridiculous. Kane, uh, this is the funny thing. I want, I would love Osman, but I would love, sorry, I would love Kane at Osman's age. That's my yes. issue. That's who I that, really that's want. That's the key thing. Yeah. I want I Kane four years ago. Sense. Yeah. Because even though I know Kane is an upgrade to. Martial and everything. I do not want to bring Awesome in here. And he has two years of trying to figure things out. Similar to like a Darwin Nunes. Yeah. I think Darwin Nunes will be good in two years. At the moment, he isn't. That's that's just how I see it. So, okay. But I don't care. Both of them are from stubborn clubs. There's no chance of selling them. Um, Kane is probably closer to being sold because this is probably the last year that they can make they can get Kane for anyone can get Kane for decent for like a decent wage or a decent salary or a decent you know negotiation strategy so yeah Mm -hmm. no I I do wonder like where I think someone might look at I don't think he should be in that category but someone might look like at your, your top two strikers that could be moved this year this summer are probably Osimhen if Napoli, you know, learns how to bargain properly. And then Kane. Right. right. Yeah. Those are the two big ones you're looking at. Jonathan David's more than likely leaving because he's not staying at Lille. He's made that very clear. Mm-hmm. So they have to move him. Wait, but then, has he like, said he wants to leave? Uh, in a, Not in as many words he has, but he hasn't gone out and said... I want to leave. And wait, are there, are there he, teams that want him, though? Because I haven't heard any teams that want Jonathan David. 
Yeah, and that's and that's the, the the tricky thing. There's reports on teams that are interested. I mean, there was reports where it's like, oh, it could be Bayern. Bayern is interested. No Inter chance. Interested. I, two, think, I, I think I think I think Bayern. Bayern, just for the Bayern will probably be Osimhen's um, probable. Like I think Osimhen might go to Bayern or to PSG. Those are my. That's what I feel at the moment. If Manu were bought by the Qatari guy, Sheikh Al Jassim, yeah, I think we get Osimhen. I hundred percent think so. I agree with that. I but agree with that. the fact that we have um, the Glazers, there's no chance of spending 160 million on one player, and he's from a market that's not big enough to like um, market him. If he's the face of La Liga, right? Oh, sorry, not La Liga, Serie A. Syria, He's the face yeah. of the Italian league. So, of course, Syria... Dude, Syria, the Italian league is so dead. In my Genuinely, you know who I would pay? I'd rather pay $100 million for? I'd rather pay $100 million for Rafael Leal. Because he hasn't had the best season this year. But the class is still there. And I would much rather get Rafael Leal. Play Rashford as a striker. Get a left winger. Okay. Done. Assume Sancho gets into some sort of form. No, Sancho's been in form. Even uh, yeah. if you didn't watch today's game, Sancho played well. Sancho's no, played yeah. well both games, Tottenham's game. The thing about Sancho is it is shocking how slow he is for a winger. He is hmm. very slow. Like, there were points where Ashley Young, 37-year-old Ashley Young, was legitimately keeping up with him. That's the crazy thing. I don't know if that's a confidence thing or just like a physical uh, thing that he does. And I think it takes too long but or like to make decisions. But I think that can be improved upon. I look at Sancho, I think that is a really good player there. It's just a question of when you're going to unlock him. And I think you unlock him with a better midfield. And I think that's what we're going for. Better midfield and a better fullback uh, probably makes Sancho like ridiculously good. I honestly put him in the same yeah. level as like um, what's our boy, like a Grealish kind of situation, okay. you know? I think because think about it, came from the same situation. Grealish performed really well at Aston Villa. Sancho performed really well at Borussia Dortmund. They they switched teams. Grealish goes to Man City, a much better team, but he still struggled. And it's only this season that Grealish has come good. Um, Sancho was the best part of our last year. Let's be honest. He was our best player. But he was, you know, um, the, the, the skinniest kid at Fat Camp. Like, it's, he, he was the worst player. He was the best of the worst bunch. So, when the team is looking good, you have Rashford playing well. You have Lisandro Martinez playing well. Casemiro playing well. Uh, you know... Sancho is not not there yet, in my opinion. But I see him coming. I see there's a possibility of having a really good player there. Just the the break probably was needed for him. Uh, good to see him back on the pitch. And I think yeah, the pace thing has actually been something I've noticed. Where I thought you know maybe it's just played in the Bundesliga for that long. And then you just seem like your pace is a lot more exemplified. 
uh, insert uh, Leon Bailey to that same conversation. But I think, yeah, I think man will be fine. Them being top three is there. Are you surprised that uh, Arsenal seemingly is bottling this? And No, man because City's I said again? Man City are going to win this. Did you yes. uh, go to every single one and listen to what I said? I said every single time people look at Man City and ignore them. Man City are a freaking train. They're unstoppable yep. juggernaut. The only time they lost the league, Liverpool were beyond perfect. Yes. Like beyond perfect. They were exemplary. They were exceptional. That's the only fucking way they could win. So Arsenal, by the way, at the beginning of the season, kind of looked like that Liverpool team. And I was was kind of afraid. I'm like, oh no, are we actually going to see an Arsenal team win? Mm. And this is my question to you. Do you think they can maintain this to the next season? Be honest. Um, they need to fix their nine. Jesus has been fine, but there's a clear gap between Jesus and Inketia. Inketia? Um, yeah. I think so Inketia has actually played really well. I, I think he's played well, but I think they need someone because they're going to be playing in Europe again, so they're going to need. Either Nketiah needs to take the step that people think he's supposed to take, or you need another nine that can fit in that void so that when Jesus isn't in the squad, you at least know you'll have more reliable. And then, yeah, even if you slot Eddie down one position, at least, hey, at that point, that's not a terrible trio of strikers to rotate through. So you're saying... certainly pick Wait, so are you saying that... Do you think... Eddie, this is his ceiling, or do you think Eddie can move up a level? I think Eddie can move up. Mm-hmm. I, I generally believe Eddie can move up, but I also think you can't simply rely on that hope for next year. You need to look into investing into that. You need another nine just because the mm-hmm. workload is going to be tough. I'm going to kill all your Ghana fans or whatever. I think <laughs> I think party needs to be improved upon. And not because of I... like the I think I don't know if you heard like there were rumors they're getting Kante. Yeah. But I think Kante might be possibly to replace Granit Xhaka. But I also think it's if you bring in Kante, you can you can possibly change or alter how your team plays in yes. general. Like, because he's such a um, domineering, like, annoying midfielder to play with, or to play against, mm-hmm. that I can yes. genuinely see a way. Because Party has been poor for so long. He played a blinder against Manu. And ever since then, has had multiple poor games. Multiple. Not one or two. He has played... Like, I'm not joking. I've watched Arsenal's last few games and I'm like, who is this guy? Mm. Genuinely. 
He does he does some things good. Like I think he's got great passing range. Mm-hmm. I think he's um when he's on his game, I think he's very composed. But like I don't I, I would not trust him at all. Hmm. Not even a little That's bit. That's fair. Yeah. I think those two spots, uh, I guess, let's pick on the Ghanaians there. I don't mind. Um, I think if you can have better depth there, mm. both at your nine and both in that central to defensive midfield range, mm-hmm. I think that helps Arsenal for next year. If, if you but guys, don't you, if they can, don't you yeah. think every single one of the players are playing at 100%? So think about it this way. Man City, for the beginning of the season were not playing at the optimum level. They've now started playing at the optimum level. But for yes. the first three months of the league, they were playing suboptimal. I'd say like 60 to 70%. If mm-hmm. Arsenal play at 60 to 70%, I- I'll be honest with you, I see them as fifth. Because okay. remember, they did not struggle with injuries. They haven't. Mm. Party was out. That was it. Who else? Jesus was out. That's it. Man U. Let's look. Let's look at the. Let's look at the competition because Man City is obviously better than them, right? Man U have had Casemiro out, Lisandro Martinez out, Varane always out. Martial plays three games a season. Um, uh, Rashford out. Shaw out. This is in one season. Ericsson was gone for the whole, almost half the season. Mm-hmm. That's all first team players. Okay, let's look at the other side. Let's look at Liverpool. Half mm-hmm. of their team was gone. Thiago, Thiago doesn't even get a paycheck. All he has to do is show up to the doctor's appointments every week. That's why he gets. That's why he cashes in his checks. <laughs> right. Then you look at what Newcastle. I think Newcastle have lucked out because they haven't had Europe, so um, that's why they've been that's why they've been fresh. They haven't really struggled with a lot of injuries. Um, Chelsea, the less less said is better. Um, who else? Those are the, those are the direct comp- competitors. For instance, if they lose. Right now, Manu doesn't even have its main centre-back pairing, right? It's fair to say. Lisano Martinez and Varane are out. We're currently playing Luke Shaw, um, Swedish guy, Lindelof. Luke Shaw, Lindelof and Malasia. Yes. If they were to play Ben White, uh, Holding, uh, Zinchenko and... I don't know, the Japanese right back. Can't remember his name at the moment. But if they were to play that lineup, bro, they are getting smoked. 100%. Because Saliba is literally carrying that team. If you lose your main guy, we lost Ericsson. If they lost, um, what's the attacking mid? Again, um, Odegaard. If they lost Odegaard, they are nowhere near top. They're nowhere near top two. Nowhere near, bro. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm saying. This run needs to be 
they, they, there's so many things that we need to remember. They left Europe very early and they've lucked out on injuries and every single player is playing at the highest freaking level that they possibly can. So if those levels drop next season, which it's a higher possibility seeing what happened with Liverpool, unless they actually bring in a lot of good players, I think Trossard is probably one of the best signings this season. Genuinely, love Trossard is just amazing. Um, if they bring in people like that, very shrewd, very good signings, they're top two. But if you don't have a, a, a ridiculously good replacement for Odegaard, I see I see that as a problem. If you see if you don't have a replacement for Party, you're not challenging. No replacement for Saliba, not challenging. No replacement for Ben White, you're playing a right back as. Uh, sorry, you're playing a centre-back as right-back. Ah, bro, it's long. Yeah. <sighs> That's fair. So, um, Arsenal were not bottling it. I think they, they were playing way above their level. Um, and that's more credit to them. That's yeah. more credit to them, man. No, I don't even think this... This City team is just unfair to play, man. You've got a guy it who's mi- who's mocking every single um, goal-scoring feat scoring done scoring, in the yeah. freaking Premier League. It's not fair. It really yeah. isn't. And and my thing, and we're slowly ignoring this. I feel like Newcastle next season are going to be a freaking problem. And this is why yeah, I know true. the Premier true. League is so afraid of letting Qatar get Manu, because. If Qatar gets Manu, we will win in two seasons. We will win the league in two seasons. I guarantee it. I put money down now. If let them make that mistake, we will bring in Neymar and Mbappe in one in one summer. <laughs> you will in one PSG freaking summer. Just because. Yeah, we'll just raid PSG. We're like, all right, you guys never worked out. How about you try to Manu? No, like, you what's stopping us? It. You just buy equity from it. You'll just buy it from Mbappe. Be like, I guess I'll play for you guys now. Yeah. But no, it's true. I think if you guys get that influx of money, it changes the game. Cause it changes the game the whole the way. Club. Exactly. With we, we, become, we, become the rich, we become the second richest team in the Premier League because of, obviously, Newcastle. But we would be ridiculously... You see, Newcastle has, has two things it has to do. I don't think they're yet seen by like the top top players as the the place to go, because I think Man City is obviously higher, obviously. I think Manu is still a better p- player position for players to go to. Obviously now Arsenal, and then I think it's Newcastle, right? I think that's the rating. The moment Newcastle, if they play well in Europe next season. The juggernaut, you know, it's like the the sleeping giant finally, like, stands up. And now we know it's coming. It wouldn't be long till they win something. Mm -hmm. No, I agree, I agree, I agree. I think what they do, it's going to come down for Newcastle, how they actually build out their roster this summer. Like, who do they get for that next, right? Like, you have Isaac, Isaac, who's there already. Saint Germain is going to be around probably, but how do they? I think I think Alain said maximum you can improve on. I think you can improve okay. on. Um, 
I think you can improve on. Uh, probably the the defense. I think Dan Burns is really good in the Premier League because of his size and he's such an aerial threat. But in yep. when they go to Europe, those guys do not do long balls. Boys yep. play it on the grass. And that's where you'll see Dan Burns looking like an absolute muppet. He looks good now, but I don't I don't see him in the same level. Uh, um, I think they can improve on probably left back. I think Kieran Trippier. Yep. We, actually, I could even see you improve on Kieran Trippier just because, not because he's not a good player, but because of his age. I think he's old. Um, hmm. But I think in terms of, he's been the most, the best right back this league this year. I think he's been outstanding. But he's not getting any younger. And eventually his pace will become an issue. So you don't want Trippier versus, you know, Vinny. You don't want you don't want to see Vinicius Jr. bombing through sure. against Trippier. Trippier's seen those fights multiple times. Again <laughs> in, in in La Liga. He doesn't want to see that nightmare. You know, and dude, there's no, so I many savages that. out there like that. There's Sane at Bayern. Mm-hmm. There's um, what's his name, the Napoli winger, Kvaratskhelia, whatever his name is. Um, <laughs> he's yeah, a him. freaking menace. <laughs> yeah, like there's so many scary wingers in in Europe, and that's where you learn who is decent, who who can we get that would be an actual menace. Um, like, where's the level? I think Dan Burns is a really good... Um, maybe actually a reserve player. You can put him as a reserve mm-hmm. player because of his size. He would legitimately yeah. be a proper scary player. But, nah. I think that they have multiple positions they can um, improve upon. Midfield, probably wing. I think Isak is fantastic. I think that's one of the best players. Yeah. In the league, so um, maybe Joe Linton's position you could improve. Huh. Uh, I know Newcastle fans will not like that, but I think you can improve on Joe Linton. I I think you keep Bruno Gumaris for sure. Um, yes, I agree with he, that. He's the only player I think he's guaranteed, regardless of any changes. I think he sticks. Um, yeah, yeah, that's about it. Uh, I don't have any other names. Hmm. Speaking of names, are there any names you're looking at, say, at the Prem? And maybe we can go a little bit about who you think could be nice, low-key additions for teams that right now who are singing like that top five, top six bracket for next year. I am. I seem to be in the minority because I've I've looked at multiple people and spoken to multiple guys about um, sort of players that I like and other people tend to dislike. But Uh I genuinely think Richarlison at Tottenham can do a job for multiple teams. I think Richarlison would be ridiculous at Bayern Munich. I really think so. I think he's good good um, with the ball at his feet. He's amazing in the air. As you could see in uh, today's game against uh, Liverpool, he did a stupid celebration before they just (laughs) before it all went tumbling down. But I think he is he is that guy. Um, 
I think. Um, are you saying to be moved? Okay, so within the Premier League, there's the obvious choices. These are my. Yeah. So I'm a Manu fan. I'll always speak about Manu because th- that's the team I watch the most. I yes. think Manu should just raid Brighton's midfield, take Moses Caicedo, and yes. McAllister. Agreed. <laughs> Excuse me. Give them 200 million. It sucks, but you would probably have one of the best mobile midfields in the league. Yes. Um, that I agree with. Uh, I, I think Brighton's team is just a freaking gem. Uh, but if you're looking outside of Brighton, um, maybe you look at, I don't know, I don't like um, people have been hyping up Nyoto or whatever his name is at, at Leeds. Yeah. Uh, he seems to be just an okay winger to me. I don't see what the hype is about. Uh, well, if Wolves... Wolves have played well. You guys won... Was it yesterday I think you guys won? No, um, we, we met Brighton. Brighton reminded us that we're Wolves yesterday. Oh, so. oh you guys lost... Was it six? six? Uh, a healthy six. It was a healthy six, Nelson. So what's your what's your current position? Right. Oh, you guys are good. Are you're 14th. 14th. Yeah, we're good. We're 14th. Yeah, yeah you're again. like you're eight points from relegation, so you're fine. Yeah. Um. So okay, so because the one player that will always come to mind will be in your midfield, um, the Portuguese nah. beast. Um. Yes. Maybe not sure. Neto, but like I like Ruben Neves. Ruben Neves. I would. I would take. I think Ruben Evers is really slept upon. But the problem is with the current... I, I don't know if you've noticed, there's an evolution of how midfielders are looking now. Before yes. you could be a really good pass of the ball, but you're not so mobile. Mm-hmm. Now you need to be mobile and, and pass. a good pass of the ball, or at least press resistant. I think Ruben yes. Evers is press resistant. He's just not mobile. So, But I still think he would improve... I, I would take him at Man U. I really would. I think Nevesh is that good of a player. I would take him. Um, he's still young. He's 26. Like, um, there's still... And the way he plays, you can see him playing this way for another seven years. Mm-hmm. Like, I would gladly yeah. take him. But would I take him as a... Maybe, like, as a replacement of, like, a Fred, kind of? Like, hmm. you, you take him in as the... Deep lying, controlling midfielder, kind of thing. Um, like he would sit right next to Casemiro. That's how I would play. Um, Not a bad choice. Yeah. But uh, those are the those are the guys I see, like in the lower levels. Um, yeah. I only Watkins and Aston Villa. I know he started catching form. I saw him play against us. He didn't really. I didn't see enough. He just seems like a big, you know, that old school, big, strong, fast striker. I think it's just a striker from before. The one guy, and it's so funny we don't talk about him because we know why no one um, would take him. It's because of the gambling stuff. Ivan Tony. Yeah. I think Tony, yes. in my opinion, if there was no gambling he, situation, we would not even be talking player. about Osiman. I think it was going to be Tony, 
If we don't get mm. Kane, we go for Tony. I, I guarantee yes. that's what would have happened. And by the if way, I would be 100% okay, yeah. okay with that. Yeah. Tony is he was so good. That, yeah. Tony's been good. Scored a goal today again against yep. the Forest. But like, yeah, he's the name where like, if you, without the gambling thing, mm-hmm. he would be like the, if you don't get Kane or Osiman, I am fine. I'm not joking. Listen, listen to me here. And listen to Say me here clearly. With your if Kane is not our number one, I will take Ivan Tony. I would not even listen about Osman. The reason why I say Osman is not a guarantee. Osman will bully La Liga. Osman mm-hmm. will bully Bundesliga. Will bully the French League. Will bully yeah. in the Champions League. The Premier League has ridiculously fast players. Has ridiculously strong players. He will not bully people. Do you know who I've seen bully people? Ivan Tony. Tony. Tony, I have seen it. Tony is quick. Tony is strong. He's good in the air. Has good holder play. He has everything that man you need right this second. And the only reason he is not being spoken about right now is because he's gambling. Because I think think if if the... And I know they're holding on to it. But if Ivan has said... Like three weeks ban. I think Manu takes the gamble. Yeah. Because you go, hey, we'll buy him for 70 mil. Done. You're good. Fair. Fair. Easy. I, hey, 60. Start a cheeky 60 bid. Here's 60 yeah. mil. And with 60, you look at, with 60, if this is, I'm assuming, Sheikh Jasim is here, you start looking at Osiman going, we just bought probably one of the best strikers in the league mm-hmm. do you think you can come here i would buy tony and freaking harry kane how about that <laughs> how about that but let's be honest tony and kane are would you knowing that kane would cost more but he's guaranteed or like we're looking at the outside boys are the strikers who will after the summer were formerly Lille strikers would you take a combination of Tony and Awesome Men or Tony and, say, uh, Jonathan David? I would take Tony. I would take Tony and Kolomwani. Okay. Yeah. Because I think Kolomwani is like Martial. Okay. He's got that really... He's like a w- winger striker kind of situation. Mm. So I would take Kolomwani because if Rashford is out... You see, if you haven't noticed, I'm looking at how Manu plays right now. And how yeah. we can improve on it. If you remove Rashford from the team, I think Manu really becomes super slow, super um, one-dimensional. That's why Rashford's there. If I remove Rashford, I need someone who gives me the same vibe, the same, yeah. the whole package. So mm-hmm. I would take Kolomwani, or I w- in my my favorite would be. Rafael Leao. Because, dude, the guy's just a beast. Yeah. Tall, big, strong, everything. I do not see Leao struggling in the Premier League. I don't even see... Like, not even a tiny bit, bro. Not even a... No, no, I have no... I am so comfortable that he would bully this league. Comfortable. Simple. (laughs) Because he's 6'2". 
what are you going to do to this guy? He's the same size. He he makes he 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 makes Rashford look small. They're the same height. You know what I mean? I think I look at Liao and I love him. He and the thing he has is the one thing Manu doesn't have a lot of directness. He gets the ball and his only objective is to get to the box and shoot, or get to the box and do that like uh, square pass or driven cross or whatever. He does just the basics right, and that's one of the things I think we're lacking. I think if Greenwood was around, I would just say let's get two pure number nines. Sell Martial, get um, Ivan Tony, and because Ivan Tony's young, maybe a young, maybe a young, yeah, that's what I would have said Colomani, because Colomani is also young. He's like 21, I think. Um, how old is Colomani, by the way? Before I stop, maybe he's like a, he's like an old guy. Oh, it's 24. Oh, mm. okay. Maybe not Colo Mwani, bro. Because uh, <laughs> I'm a 27. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, him and him and probably... Because Jonathan Davis is going to be expensive, though. He's going to be 60 mil. So, and w- what's his stats this year? Hello? Hello? So we wrapped this episode up a little bit earlier this week just because life sometimes happens and things go on. But guys, make sure you tune in. We have a lot of great content coming up this week. We just had the women's uh, under 20 for CONCACAF format just finalized so I know what groups are where you'll probably see something like that on our YouTube page but then yeah continue to support guys continue to go and let us know what you're interested in so we can continue covering it as well it's been a question from the African saying bye bye for now mm-hmm.